Shellac and Vinyl. The Space Show. With a heavy emphasis on the moon. That's right. This being the 50th anniversary, July 20th, 1969, of the moon landing. One small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. Exactly. I'm Guy. I'm Chip. And you're at... Shellac and Vinyl. vinyl. <laughs> a lot of controversy over that because Neil meant to say one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. But as you heard it here, there's not really an A in there. I believe somebody did some type of analysis of the recording and believes there's an A in there somewhere, but I certainly don't hear it. Well, it's pretty iconic the way he did it. Yeah, it's fine. It's, per- it's, it's perfect. Fine. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. What are you talking about? But Buzz is my man. Yeah. Buzz Aldrin <laughs> jumping around, enjoying the number two, <laughs> enjoying the moon. Who was the third guy that didn't get to? I mean, he went all the way there and Michael didn't get Collins. I did, who exactly? <laughs> yeah. Well, he was. I mean, so uh, they released a book, uh, Moonshot, that I read right around that time in July of the summer, and it was a lot about the uh, engineers and engineering and whatnot that went into this. I mean, you know, to think that the lamb, you know, the lunar landing module, its skin was the thickness of three pieces of aluminum foil together. It was that thin. Wow. And I mean, anything puncture that the guys are dead. I mean, it's like, that's just insane. You know, I, uh, I'm sorry, but you said Michael Collins because, uh, he in fact was fully prepared. He, he fully expected that he was going to fly away and leave them on the moon dead. He, he did not think they would be able to make it back. Uh, well. And he had to wrestle with that, of course. And another interesting thing, because he was satelliting around, um, he was actually on the dark side and out of complete radio contact when the actual landing happened and Neil said everything and all that stuff. Collins was in radio silence. At the time. He had no idea. He had no idea. Well, I mean, he, he knew it was probably going on or might be going on. Either that or they were dead. <laughs> right. Either that or they were dead, yeah. Well, it's so, but it's kind of a bad deal because he went through all that training and he did, I mean, it's, nobody knows who he is, man. That's the bottom line. Yeah, well, I think he's okay with that. You know, when I was, I might have been like, oh, 10, 11, I guess. In 69, I would have been 10 and 11. And, uh. I you was, were two ages at once. Well, in, on, in October I turned eleven, so yeah, so, two so you were ages. ten at the time of the landing. Yeah, but 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 it took a little bit. This is where I'm going with this. It took a little bit for the market to catch up, because even though I was a crummy model builder, I didn't do them very well. I got a model. My parents gave me a model of the the lunar, the, the lunar, lunar landing module. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I and I put that together. It might have been like within months of that. It was a big, and of course, it was a big deal. Yeah. Tang was all the rage, of course. <laughs> so my best friend in high school got a bit part in a TV movie, and his his line was like, "It tastes like Tang" or something yeah, like that. Tang, I think, has got a bad rap. I like Tang. I haven't had Tang in too long, but um, I, I remember they had those. Uh, they were like large Tootsie Rolls that were some kind of uh, protein. Oh thing yeah, that we they had were those. selling for a while. Yeah, we had those. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyway, we digress. This is going to be a show about space and the moon. Yeah. A whole lot of good music for you. Right. As always on Shellac and Vinyl. But and it, at least 178. And a lot of good talking, too, because that's really what you're here for. That's, that's right. <laughs>
All right. Well, we have more than one, and I don't know if if you would have been here before we were starting to go on the air. You could see that we were running around. I got waylaid on the freeway, and I'm late, and so anyway, we have plenty of music. It's just how we get there is going to be the big the big mystery. We started that last set off. The first set and the last set, of course, with uh, this, the the theme song from 2001, A Space Odyssey. Stanley Kubrick. That's right. That Howling Monkeys. Was that, a, that was about 71, wasn't it? No, it was, I was in junior high, seventh grade, so I'd been 12, probably 71, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then we, we followed also, also Sprock Zarathustra is how you... The name of that song and then i had no idea <sighs> yes you did come on i had no idea well, i, I thought it was just 2001 space odyssey it was it was something before it was the oh, theme song before that would make sense yeah. yeah and then we we listened to really a great song from as far as i'm concerned from i don't think as much of an appreciated rolling stones record as it ought to be uh, their satanic majesty's request uh, the Stones doing 2,000 light years from home. Let's get back. Well, recording that album was a complete mess. Was it? Yeah. Well, that was right when Brian Jones died. Uh, yes, and uh, they were basically taking a whole lot of drugs. Um, as Bill Wyman put it, you never knew who was going to show up to the studio, when they were going to show up, and what hangers-on they were going to bring with them. <laughs> is, is, and, is Bill Wyman still alive? I'd, I'm not sure. I'm the not Stones sure. came to Seattle here about a week ago, and yeah, it was you know, a makeup show, though I understand. Yeah, it would have been fun. I went to see them 13 years ago. It was a great show. I'm sure this show was great. I mean, they're ageless. It's kind of crazy, really. Uh, I, you know, they they the bass player for the Stones. Can you tell me who the bass player is for the Stones? You probably can't. Uh, I cannot. I think we. Uh... I think when you were visiting out at the beach, we, yeah. had, we had this question. Uh, how like, weird. Who, who is this new bass player? He's been, he's been the with bass... them for 10, 12 years. Well, ever since Wyman quit. Yeah. I think he quit. No, Wyman wasn't there when I saw him in 13, 13 years ago. So right. this guy's nearly 15 years in, and, and he's not even a part of the band. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, it's like that. And, and, and to digress just a little bit before we get. The Who is coming to Seattle also. Have you seen the ads on TV? I have not seen the ads on TV. Okay, so the there are who, of course, only two people. Now. Yes, the Who are only two <laughs> Roger people now. And Pete. So is is like Kenny Jones not their drummer any longer? Oh no, he hasn't been their drummer for a long time. When did that happen? Uh, I don't know. In fact, I I think he only lasted. I I think after. So they did face dances and then. Um, uh, it's hard. I, I think. I think he's. I'm not even sure he's on. It's hard. But I, but I think that was the last album he was on. And and wasn't Rabbit Bundrick in the group for a while? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I think he just made up that name. Might have been. I think that's. I think that's Mike Pence's bunny that uh, John Oliver makes fun of. <laughs> right. Wait, should we get to the music? Yes. Back okay. to the music. Back to the music. Back to the show. Here we go.
strangers that come every night Those saucer-shaped lights put people uptight Leave blue-green footprints that glow in the dark I hope they get home all right Hey, Mr. Spaceman Won't you please take me along I won't do anything wrong Hey, Mr. Spaceman won't you please take me along for a ride? Woke up this morning, I was feeling quite weird. Had flies in my beard, my toothpaste was smeared. Over my window, they'd written my name. Said, so long, we'll see you again. Hey, Mr. Spaceman, won't you please take me along?
Okay, that was Klaatu doing... I'm calling. not familiar with Klaatu. You are not? I am not. Well, now you are. You've heard them. I am. You've heard them once? Calling interplanetary... Calling interplanetary... Uh, are calling occupants of interplanetary craft. Okay. So that, if you remember, was remade by the Carpenters. The Carpenters had a pretty big hit with that. It sounded slightly familiar. I think you would have been more but familiar. But I'm sure would have, I would have been familiar with the Carpenters. Yeah, version. which was a, quite a bit more My poppy. parents really liked the Carpenters. Well, you know, they were big for a while. I thought Karen Carpenter was had an incredible voice. And she was a good drummer, too. Yeah. Okay, we started that little foreplay there. That was a play on words. Uh, we started that f- that set of four songs. That quadro play. Yeah, quad- quadrophenia. <laughs> talking about the, the hooves. With Helen Kane on Victor 78. Doing man in the Moon? Me and You and the Man on the Moon. Okay. And we followed that what, up. What year was that? Yeah, it's... 1928, I'm thinking, probably. Okay. 1928, we can check on a break and uh, next song. and But it's about 28, I'm sure. Uh, we followed that up with uh, The Birds doing Mr. Spaceman from The Birds' Greatest Hits LP. I'm not sure right off the bat which, which album that was originally on, but I have it on The Birds' Greatest Hits. Yeah, I'm not particularly familiar with the Birds' album chronology. You know, it's worthwhile getting a little bit more familiar with it. There's a lot of good stuff in it. I know that they didn't let them play the instruments in the beginning. You sure that wasn't the monkeys? It was the birds. <laughs> okay. Just... Well, Roger McGuinn played, always. No. Not even him, because he wrote all the songs. Yeah. No, they, they uh, In fact, they went in and re-recorded their first album with them playing in the instruments. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. David Crosby was in... The right. birds, because they were they were a vocal group. Gene right? Clark, what they got Chris signed. Hillman, yeah, yeah. McGuinn Clark and Hillman, I saw with the Grateful Dead. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, that must have been. Yeah, I don't know. Like Eighty-one. I mean, was it? Was it good? It was fine. So yeah, I mean, they did. That was outdoor, like a, I mean, you know. kind of a one-off, wasn't it? That album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we finished. Oh, then we we did. Uh, we heard Aquarius and Let the Sunshine In by the Fifth Dimension. With a little skip in it, and it's vinyl, so I'm not going to worry too much about it. That's right. One little skip, and we couldn't get rid of it. Might have skipped to a different age, for all we know. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, maybe into a different dimension. The fifth dimension. So I was looking at the Wikipedia, and the age of Aquarius, quite controversial. Well, why is that? Uh, Even astrologers can't agree whether we're in it, or it's coming... (laughs) And what it means. Okay, and that's what the <laughs> and that's what the controversy is. Yes, it's not because it was based on it was it was derived from the the the, the song of the play Hair, Hair, where people just got naked in, in 1971. Right. That was a huge huge deal. Which I will say does not stand the test of time. Getting naked? No. <laughs> the... <laughs> The movie Hair. Well, we, the, the movie or the play? Because the play was a big deal first. It was on Broadway for a long time. Sure. And it was, I mean, you remember in our law books, it was one of the key cases. Yeah, about whether, obscenity. Whether, yeah, obscenity and whether the public theaters could ban it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, my wife and I rented, back in the, in the VC, VCR days, um, rented Hair for the kids because we thought this is... Uh, 
this is a cultural moment. I mean, I think they were maybe eight or nine, uh-huh. you know. And we put it in, and it was so bad. We could was, not. We could not suffer through the who, entire thing. Who was in it? Uh, Treat Williams, I believe, was oh, yeah, the lead. Yeah. And I don't remember anyone else. Well, that but was it. Was it was it was absolutely horrible. It just does not hold up. Well, the soundtrack to the I guess not the soundtrack, but the no, I must. And be, I'm sorry for all of you out there that I'm offending that just love hair. But the soundtrack's it, great. It's a period piece. The sound- it's like when Laugh In comes on, oh, yeah. you know, on the yeah. bad uh, yeah. on the bad rerun TVs, and you realize this really isn't even funny anymore. No, <clears throat> no. Anyway, Goldie Hawn. Yeah, yeah. to you. Jo- Joanne Worley. That's right. Okay. And Ruth Buzz. Buzzy. Buzzy. Ruth Buzzy. And Henry Gibson, who are and, and what was the guy that that was dressed up as the German soldier? Very Artie Johnson. Artie Johnson. And he died recently, like a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know he died, but I'm thinking like within the last couple of years. But anyway, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. We can check that one too. What, so, so much to research. Let's write down what we're supposed to That's figure right. out. Let's get back to some music, baby. Oh, let's do that. You know, we're in space. We're a little spaced out today. Oh, should we? Should we see if there's any flying saucers? Well, you know, or what? Uh, NASA has now released information that they do exist, right? Is that for real? Yeah. Okay, you're way up more on the news because they do exist. Well, that means that there's another dimension. Well, there clearly are plenty of UFOs, meaning flying things that they cannot figure out what they are. Well, I've always kind of thought that, I mean, really, I've always kind of thought that they're real. I, I, I took the Carl Sagan approach, you know, for us to believe that we're the only ones is really... <laughs> Did he bend spoons? Humans. No, that was Uri Geller. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to the amazing Kreskin. Right. Him too, right? Back to the music. Oh, okay. It may be a warning, yours and mine, that someday soon we'll see that holy one divine. We know that deep within us, there is more wrong than good. Still we go on thinking, we're all misunderstood. But the judgment day is coming, and soon we'll be set free. But if we don't redeem ourselves, no golden gate will be. See those flying saucers, flying in the sky. See those flying saucers.
Retribution is a word that we should keep in mind. It means we'll have to pay for all the sins we leave behind. So don't let Satan leave you or take you by the hand. But get prepared for glory and the promised land. See those flying saucers flying in the sky. See those flying saucers, see them flying by. It may be a warning, yours and mine, that someday soon we'll see that holy one. Standing in the hall of the great cathedral Waiting for the transport to come Starship 2189 A good friend of mine Studies the stars Venus and Mars are all right
was Joe Simon doing the Moonwalk Part 2. With another little skip. Because that, these are actual vinyl records. Yeah, if I could run across a better copy of that uh, 45, I'd definitely snag it. But that's a pretty cool song. Notwithstanding the skip, we uh, started. We just did Part 2 instead of Part 1 because Part 1, we couldn't play it all the way through. And that one, we had to push it a little bit with my thumb. <laughs> it's a good song, so uh, we'll credit uh, Guy's Thumb. <laughs> yeah. We started that mm. off with Flying Saucers by Texy Hawley and Smokey Rogers, an old 78 on the Four Star Record Company. All right, then. And then we did um, kind of an obvious song for this show, Paul McCartney and Wings doing Venus and Mars from their their album called Venus and Mars. And then we had kind of a bit of a rare one, a bootleg I picked up in Europe in 1976, I believe, when I went on a people-to-people trip. And I found these people selling bootleg records, I think at the little, the, the pavilion where the Eiffel Tower is. And I bought a bunch of uh, bootleg records. Including David Bowie. Live in London, July 3, 1973. Supposedly the last show of Ziggy Stardust. Was that right? Yeah. 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 That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that was. So if it you, wasn't David Bowie. It was Ziggy Stardust. But if you remember, he, David Bowie said that he was, you know, retiring. He was done with music. And this was the last show. This was a big deal. Of course, it was just all publicity because. He then became a lot insane. Yeah, right. It was done with Ziggy Stardust, and he moved on, right? Yeah. And then uh, when he came back, the Moonlight... Serious Moonlight Tour? Serious Moonlight Tour, he was another character. No, he did the Thin White Duke before then. Thin White Duke. That was was Young Americans and and, and Station to Station, 
right. I went golden years. What, what, golden what? years, yeah. I went to, I went to. I think the Thin White Duke, though. I'm not sure if Young Americans was a Thin White Duke. He was a Thin White Duke for station to station. He might have been, but anyway, I and went monsters. Uh, no, that was after Let's Dance. So that was um, oh. Huh. I think I lost track of that then. Yeah, yeah. I went to the Tacoma <clears throat> Dome show in 1983. Fee Waybill and the... Tubes. Tubes opened, and their lead guitarist was the cousin of my best friend in high school. Wow, really? White punks on dope. And Susu Sushi. <clears throat> yeah, they also had kind of like a pop song about that same... She's a beauty. Yeah, right. One yeah. in a mm-hmm. million girls. Yeah, no, they were they were big there for a moment. For about three months. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but good for them. Yeah. I don't remember them opening, but it certainly sounds right. Yeah, Tacoma Dome. Yeah. Okay. And I think that um, that took us up through where we are, song number 10. Uh, we are going to play a couple of longer songs beginning now. And so probably we're going to run out of time before too long because uh, some of these longer songs um, take up more time. Well, it takes a long time to get to the moon. <laughs> That's right. In Two, space. 2,000 light years. That's right. Yeah. So let's, you know, people have, people have been clamoring for months for us to play some yes. <laughs> I've heard it said. <laughs> Many people say. Yes. Believe me. <laughs> so at any rate, we're going to play. So some, here it comes. We're going to play some Yes.
Well, that was an ode to Neil and Buzz. That's right, and Michael Collins. And Michael Collins. I'm not sure if Michael ever made it to the moon. No, he he maybe he maybe he did. Uh, he In, I mean, I think I think there were six missions that actually landed on the moon. But did anybody go twice? I don't know. Yeah. I hope uh, not. Only because pretty unique moment. They ought to probably share the wealth. But a guy from <clears> Paul's <throat> bow was a was an astronaut. Which is yes, I my, think so. There's a guy from Auburn as well was an astronaut. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. But. Well, okay, so that was the police doing Walking on the Moon in keeping with our theme for the night. And before that, we you you prevailed upon me to play. <laughs> you, normally we play deep cuts here, and that is you know, that's not, not, a, a, deep not cut. a deep cut. Elton John doing Rocket Man. From Hunky Chateau. Not even anything. 1972. Not a bootleg or nothing. No. His first number one album in the United States. First of six straight number one albums. Wow. So, <clears throat> so when you see the movie, <laughs> Crocodile Rock was not the hit that broke him. <clears throat> uh, no. No, no. But so, so Madman Across the Water was not a number one? No. And Tumbleweed uh, Connection? No. That, was a, that, by the way, is a great album. I haven't I haven't spent much time with that oh, album. That's a really good album. <clears throat> anyway, before that, for all you yes fanatics out there, <laughs> <laughs> when we go yes, we go hard. Starship Trooper. Trooper. Uh, the long version. The, li- the long. It was live, wasn't it? Yes song. The yes, long song. live version. Yes. So I've not seen Yes live. One of the one of the groups I've really wanted to see live. I, I mean, not. talk about musicianship. Those that that group. Mm. Yeah, well, you know what's really kind of neat is their drummer for so long was Alan White. And, you know, he's no prog rock drummer. He is a rock and roll drummer. He played with John Lennon for a long time. Did not know that. Yeah, he on the Plastic Ono Band album live in Toronto. Uh, He was the drummer for that group. And and I think the same group. I think Eric Clapton was part of that. But he also played on other stuff, too. I don't know. I mean, if he's the drummer for Yes, you've got to say he's a prog rock drummer. But he's not, but <laughs> but he's not pigeonholed with yeah, that, you is what you're saying. Say <laughs> no, he's prog rock and more. Yeah. All right, so we... <laughs> have wasted another extended hour of your time. It's more than an hour, actually. We and we've, we've been a little spacey. We talked... Oh, uh, <clears throat> yeah. That's funny. A little spacey. Yeah. That's a pun. <laughs> is it now? It is. So we're, we're going to wrap it up with another long one. This is, um, we haven't been playing as much jazz as we did for a while, which I'm sure that you're ha- you're fine with that. But this is, uh, I kind of like this one. I remember when this came out uh, in the mid-early 70s, like 73 or so. So it's the mid-early 70s. And uh, Diodato, Diodato was the, the guy... And he uh, he just kind of came out of nowhere and became huge with this song. Uh, this is this is uh, his version of also Sprock Zarathustra. Uh, it's gonna go on. I'm just impressed you can pronounce that. I, I worked on it before the show. <laughs> and I've had a couple ciders, so it makes it easier. Okay. Uh, but we're not gonna we're not gonna regroup and speak to you again after this is over. So we're gonna say our goodbyes now. Thanks once again for for tuning in and listening to us. Uh, we've been gone for a while, but we're back now. And hey, 
you know, give us a post on Facebook or send us a note on our website. Let us know you're out there. All eight of you. <laughs> we want to push it back to 10. <laughs> so, at any rate, thanks for listening and uh, enjoy the rest of whatever it is you're doing today or tonight. And we're going to hit the road. So, I'm Guy. And I'm Chip. And Thank this, you much. This has been Schlack and Vinyl once again. See you later. Signing out.